Yeah, no, Nate is uh, he's quiet, you know, as far as, you know, what other people see of him, but what we see and appreciate of him, his blocking ability, his catch radius, uh, his route running, you know, he's quietly become, you know, a go-to guy when we need him. And, you know, anytime you're able to do that, um, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence, gives us a lot of confidence. But, you know, we know what we have in Nate, and we're excited anytime he does something well like that. Uh, he was but say- not surprised. He was saying earlier that uh, that the play for the touchdown tonight was something that you saw on tape this week and, and put it to action uh, for this game tonight. Tell me about that. Yeah, no, I mean, we saw some different things. We hadn't shown six-pack yet this year, and, um, you know, we felt like on a short week, you knowing they couldn't look at a lot of film, and what they would look at, you know, they'd probably be somewhat base here and there. And, you know, we figured if we did six-pack right off the bat and we showed it to them and we threw the ball down the field, then, you know, they'd put maybe another zone in or a pressure. And if they did that, I felt like a screen would be good. I've never really seen it out of a four-by-two set, you know, throwing a screen with the lineman getting out for that type of screen. So, you know, we just designed it and gave – Nate some coaching points to go with it, and he was perfect on the play, and our O-line got out in space and, and blocked well, and then the rest Nate made happen and the receiver blocking made happen. Nice catch by DeVaris Daniels, and we spoke yesterday about it. If DeVaris plays, he usually does some special things. There's no question. I mean, we, um, you know, like I, we've said it before. I mean, he had a great week of practice, um, you know, his training camp was slow because of his injury um, and just the fact that we where he was learning a new system and and all that. And uh, but since he's been back and he's been healthy and he's been practicing hard, you know, it's been exciting to watch him get involved in our offense. And we weren't surprised at all that he was able to make those plays tonight. And uh, he made some big ones. And that touchdown was great. The catch was phenomenal. But he made some other plays in that game that were just as valuable to us. Uh, the, the One of the questions going into the game, Jason, was about uh, the pressure you put on this team uh, three weeks ago when you played them in week two on June 21st. And if you could get that same kind of pressure and what they would do to, to try and avoid it, the answer is obviously yes. You, just all over Mike Riley again tonight, you were just uh, so five sacks from five different players that you don't see that very often no i mean our guys were def- definitely like i said our guys get excited to play football and i i think as a coach we get excited watching our players play we know what we have in this room and in this locker room and our guys work hard in practice you know they do all the little things that makes them successful on the field and it's exciting um and they're unselfish and anytime you can get five guys to do the job you know, you know the schemes and everything that we put in and, and their physical abilities take over. And, you know, I know we could have dialed up the pressure probably a little bit more, but with the lead and, and whatnot, trying to make them earn some things, we didn't really want to keep doing it. So, you know, it was good to get it early, get a lead on them, and then make them have to really, you know, play football, you know, make put together a lot of great plays t- to beat you. And, you know, they weren't capable of doing that because of the guys up front and uh, our secondary, the way they were playing. How close did Logan Kilgore come to start in the second half? Yeah, very. I mean, Trevor wasn't out there when we called the first play, and then he miraculously just went in. So, um, you know, it was was kind of a a last-minute decision or last-second decision, really. Uh, We weren't expecting it. So, you know, Trevor had to get a a knee brace fitted for his other knee um, that he was hit on, um, you know, and we'll just have to – you know, monitor him this week and then uh, go from there. Uh, the hit, uh, your thoughts on that? I know you probably watched it a couple of times. Well, I'll just say this. I mean, anytime a quarterback hurts his knee on a play and they say that he wasn't hitting the knee, I mean, it's hard to <laughs> – I'll say this. The referee called what he saw and yeah. the people in the 
you know, air conditioning ruled it a different way. So they must have had a better angle. Well, I mean, but <laughs> the angles we saw on the sideline, it sure looked like it hit his kneecap. And I think knees or below is the rule, not below your knees. It's knees or below. And at least it should be. I don't know if that is accurate. But I can say this with certainty. You hit someone's knee and you launch yourself into someone's knee. Yeah. That is not healthy. It's not healthy for anybody. So if a quarterback doesn't get that protection, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks get hit in the knee then because I don't think everyone knew that you could hit someone in the kneecap and get away with it. So, you know, that's unfortunate. But like I said, they must have seen a different angle. And if that's the case, then you got to live with it. But if it's not the case, then I think you always err on protecting the quarterback. Well, I would like to quote John Tortorella when he coached Team USA at the 2008 World Cup when it was in Canada, when he, he had a call go against him and it was pretty obvious. He says, no, no, I'm talking blindness. That's what, I, that's yeah, what he was talking about. Like I, I said, don't understand I, it. I'm not going to say that just because at the end of the day, a guy in Toronto looked at it and he must have had a better view than we did. The views we saw in the referee's point of view, it was he hit him on the kneecap. So I'm assuming, like I said, kneecap or below is the rule, like a strike zone. Kneecap or below. Yeah. Anything above the knee, yeah. But it, when it doesn't hit your above the knee and you hit the knee, the kneecap, it should be a penalty. And uh, But again, I'll, I'll let them, they, they made the call and they made it in Toronto. So obviously, like I said, they saw it and uh, it was a challengeable play, so they were able to take all the time they needed to look at it, and they view they viewed it that way. And you got to live with it. I'll say it for you because they can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three and one, Jason. Uh, you've had some. You've played some pretty good football this year so far. Yeah, no, I'm proud of this group. I'm, I'm I'm so excited for these guys. You know, they're doing the things right that we talk about. They're really bought into the team mentality. They're excited. I mean, you just listen to us break down in there. Everyone's excited for one another. We have a tremendous group of, of people. We have a tremendous group of individuals that have come together to make a team. And we're only four weeks into this, and that's why we get excited about as coaches because generally you get this close after you've won a championship together or you're two years into it or you're 15 games into a season and you've been really good. To do this four weeks into a season and only been together six weeks total uh, speaks volumes. So I'm just excited about continuing the journey with these guys. And again, taking it one day at a time, process and not the prize. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time tonight. Congrats. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss down inside the Eskimo dressing room.